0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Backpedal Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, John Crumpler, and I'm here with Jordan Pun. Jordan, I'm excited to be in the lab, man.
1: Dude, I'm so, so excited for what's to come between me and you. Um, honestly, I'm super, super excited about the future and to bring the world this new NFL podcast, the Backpedal Podcast. Dude, I love everything about it, the yes. name, the ideas. We're gonna absolutely knock this out of the park. Um, but do you wanna give... You know, the listeners, a quick introduction of, of who we are, I guess, I'll start with you and then, and then I'll introduce myself. Just for the people who don't know us yet, we are trying to reach a different audience here. So they need to know who John and Jordan are. That's the first order of business. So who's John sure Crumpler?
0: Yes, they do. So guys, my name is John Crumpler. Uh, I'm a writer over at the Texans Wire. Uh, I went to school at Wake Forest and joined the school paper there covering the Demon Deacons before I transitioned to writing for the USA Today SMG Network in 2018. I've covered the Texans since 2019, and uh, really just kind of fell in love covering the NFL these past six months with the 2022 NFL Draft. Jordan, tell us about yourself, man.
1: Dude, that was a great little quick synopsis right there. Oh my god, my I'm best. way way less organized than you are. My thoughts are everywhere on this one, but <laughs> basically, man, I'm I'm an Asian Canadian. You know, I'm not supposed to be a football fan. I'm supposed to be raised up on hockey or some other sport, but. I believe football, man, and I I believe the Houston Texans just like you. Um, They are my team. Yes, it is painful. No, I do not plan on stop rooting for them anytime soon. Um, Like you have covered them for the past, what, three years now? Something like that. And it really all just started from a Twitter account and just kind of blossomed from there. From writing with Battle Red Blog, Texans Unfiltered, doing a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, um, and then writing with Sports Illustrated, and soon to be... Texans wire. Um, it's been a really awesome journey, man. Yes. I'm so excited about it. I'm so
0: excited you're joining the team, man. (laughs) You're going to be a great addition.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm so excited for the future, man. So much more is is going to happen and I'm really excited to bring much more content going forward. Um, I'm a student, but I just graduated. I'm trying to take this full time, this football journey and man, the backpedal podcast is going to be one of those main pillars of content that I want to bring you guys. So I'm super, super excited for it. And I just want to get into all things NFL. So what um, are you really, what are we trying to bring the viewers um, with this podcast, John?
0: So the idea behind the Backpedal podcast, it all started when Jordan and I, as much as we love the Texans, we love talking about other football teams too. And in case you guys don't know this, the Texans have been a very poorly coached, poorly run organization the past two years. And when your coverage is on Houston, we've missed out on some of the things that we'd like to talk about. So. We were sitting uh, at the senior bowl together in this monsoon on a Wednesday afternoon and of had this idea <laughs> we'll The freaking
1: senior bowl. Don't even get me started about that day. Oh my god. But yeah, we were so miserable. Jordan I thought was...
0: it would be a good idea not to bring a jacket to the the rainstorm that we sat. So that was excellent to watch in real time. Never uh, would
1: I have thought Mobile, Alabama would be the spot that it's just this insane monsoon, but and we had to like watch and report on all these players down in the Senior Bowl. We had we were there for a job, but in the end, you know, it was a great inception of, not inception, that's not even the word, the beginning of our friendship, you know, yeah. sitting through that monsoon with you, 100%. It,
0: it was the only time I've been in pain while tweeting. <laughs> my hands were so cold and my the, the water's coming off my hat onto the phone and I'm like, Malik Willis, just <laughs> <laughs> Malik Willis is the GOAT. But we had this idea. Well, he's not anymore. He's on the Titans. No. He, but he's be we, we number up. one. Yeah. Uh, we thought we would talk about the league, and we've kind of formulated this idea over the past three months, and the backpedal, uh, Jordan and I both love defensive backs, kind of both fell in love with Jalen Petrie over the draft process. I was more of a sauce guy. You were a Stingley guy. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but with uh, the cornerbacks, every play, they faced generally the most dangerous athlete on the field. And we're seeing that today in the NFL. Every year, these crazy good wide receivers come in, and there seems to be more and more than, frankly, the league even needs. And it's changing how contracts are structured, but regardless, these dangerous weapons out on the field, and the cornerbacks are on their own, and they have this decision matrix. And really, if you want to break it down, they can jam, and they can really engage with these receivers, or they can get their hips low and start to backpedal. And our thought is in sports media today, there's nothing more dangerous than some of these hot takes that are put out there. And especially when people are forced to stake a side. And what Jordan and I wanna do is we wanna put some of those hot takes out there and decide whether or not they're worth engaging. Mm -hmm. So we wanna be a reasonable podcast to say, we wanna have hot takes about reasonable things that aren't even hot takes, just we're we're gonna cool them or we're gonna tell you this is real. Did I give a good synopsis there?
1: i like it i like it honestly i think the best way to explain it is to go through you know these examples that we have laid out for today but yeah for the most part like i think you nailed it honestly a cornerback's decision to press or to back off and backpedal it's it's tough man to find that balance between being aggressive and sticking to your guns you know and wanting to live or die by your hot take or, or being able to you know reason with the hot take and and see another perspective Mm -hmm. and see if that can change your minds. i feel like yeah exactly i feel like being hard-headed and sticking to your guns you know people get applauded for it but the way i see it is man we should not be afraid to be wrong we should not be able to we should not be afraid to learn from other perspectives and i think that's the great thing about you and me is that like you said so many times we see football we cover football from different lenses from different views um i'm very much from like a a scout and x's and o's perspective what would how would you kind of best describe the perspective that you look at the nfl
0: i think a way you could describe our relationship when we're talking about football is that you're like a head coach and you see talent and you see talent very well and how that should go be employed and the way i view the lens of the league is very much through the front office i love team construction um, value acquisition, the the art of building the team and building a sustainable winner and what pieces are the most valuable towards that. Uh, that was kind of highlighted. And I realized, especially when Jordan and I talked about Debo Samuel a few weeks ago when he wanted the player because he's a stud and I didn't want the player because I don't think he's worth $25 million. And on the podcast, we're going to talk about NFL headlines, but we also want to get into some fantasy and some gambling that we know football fans love. It's It's really opened up the sport to a ton of new fans, new demographics that weren't watching football before. Uh, Americans love to bet football, they love their fantasy football, and we wanna be part of that content. So to open it up, the first topic that we're gonna decide whether we wanna engage or to not engage with um, is this idea that the Packers have failed Aaron Rodgers. As we all know, the Packers decided to trade away Devontae Adams who signed a mega extension in Oakland and then they waited the whole first day of the draft and didn't take another wide out. And they ultimately waited until taking Christian Watson at 42nd overall. Uh, they did, they have both their running backs back and a lot of stability in the coaching staff. But Jordan, do you wanna press or back pedal off of this that the Packers failed Aaron Rodgers?
1: I'm 100% pressing on this one. Honestly, I'm getting I'm low. Getting, I'm getting to a two-handed jam on this one, all right? I'm stuffing you with the line of scrimmage right here because I'm pressing hard. The Packers absolutely let down Aaron Rodgers this off season, not only by trading away their superstar wide receiver who has insane chemistry with Devontae Adams, but not being able to replace that valuable asset in the wide receiver room. Like you mentioned, um, I love Christian Watson, I really do. He's one of my guys this year, but he's a rookie, and you cannot depend on rookies to for a contending team, right? The Green Bay Packers are in a win now window aaron Rodgers is 38 years old 38 man and he's in this conversation with tom brady for the goat but brady's got that leg up on him he's been doing it 40 and older i don't know that aaron Rodgers can do that if he doesn't have the proper help around him so relying on a rookie in uh christian watson another one in romeo dubes they selected on on early day three man i just don't feel very good about this green bay packers um, depth chart at wide receiver i'm not a Bring it up right now, but my typing is really, really slow because I'm struggling right now, and my mic is in the way. But why is the depth chart not pulling? There we go. I should have done this beforehand. But you will realize for me, mm-hmm. I'm not very well prepared. Apparently, this is their freaking depth chart, John. alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and Sammy Watkins. All right, alan Lazard is a glorified tight end. This man just blocks. He's great at it, but he's not a wide receiver. He's not really someone you can depend on. To put up more than like 300 yards a season christian watson already said it rookie sammy watkins can't stay healthy he's cool and all but even when he was with the chiefs at best he was a third option that's not going to cut it on the packers then you got 47 year old randall Cobbs, you got second year amari rogers rookie romeo dubes there's just no one here that is a proven consistent dependable wide receiver one for aaron Rodgers. And I am not confident that they are going to be able to win football games, not through Aaron Rodgers. I'm not confident in it at all. At the end of the day, you know, I'll, I'll actually, I'll save my last point
0: for when you, for after you, because I want to hear what you want to say. I would say if we were playing fantasy football, I'd agree with you, Jordan, but we're not playing fantasy football. And, um, Aaron Rodgers, isn't the goat. He doesn't have a goat conversation. He has a, A greatest QBR of all time conversation. He's a very good decision maker, a very accurate passer. He's not a risk taker. But I'm going to backpedal off this idea they failed him because what they've shown going all in on Aaron Rodgers is 10 years ever since that first Super Bowl of not getting it done. Uh, I like Aaron. He's an extremely talented quarterback. But they were at their best. Really the hallmark of that Packers Super Bowl team was the defense was greg jennings better than any of the wide receivers they have on this packers team absolutely i think jordy nelson was on that team Mm -hmm. too but the defense was dynamic and it could score and what the packers are saying is aaron we want to have you but you're threatening to retire every every year Uh, you won't commit to anything we're gonna we're gonna build a way where we can win with you but we're not gonna win because of you so what i see that they've done is they have an incredibly talented defense uh they're gonna be able to because Really gotta get through the Rams, the Bucks, and the Niners. And you have to be physical, stop those teams from running the ball. And you need people who can match with their receivers and the Packers have gone and they've done their homework there. Quay Walker, they drafted in the first round, uh, is gonna be a great middle linebacker. And they took a corner, I believe, with their second first round pick. Um, I'm blanking on who, I, did they, no, McDuffie went to the Chiefs. They took a DT, they took Devontae Wyatt. No, Georgia. they took Wyatt, they took Wyatt. They were selling
1: out the stop run,
0: yep. But and I think the Niners game kind of revealed that but they couldn't they couldn't stop the Niners. Mm-hmm. And it really took a, a masterful game plan from Shanahan and the Niners defense going off to, to steal that game away from Green Bay. So what I'd say is they're building a way they can win with Aaron, but not because of him. And then we go to offense. Uh, Matt LaFleur. He comes from that San Francisco system. They want to run the ball. I think LaFleur, he's got two running backs. AJ Dillon looks ready to take that leap to be a full like two-headed monster. Um, with what? Thirty-three. Green <laughs> Bay. I'm not
1: telling you. Nope. You're figuring it out on your own. I'm, I'm leaving you out dry. I hate.
0: Starts <laughs> so, with an A. Starts with an A. I know it's Aaron. There no, it's you no. go.
1: Aaron.
0: Um, J. Aaron Jones. There That's, you go. You know, there you go. I'm used to doing this whole life. It's like, you know, he, he got over the age of 25 for fantasy football and dynasty. He's off my team. So He's committed. it. R.I.P. <laughs> but A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones are good dynamic backfield that you can just run the ball, shave it away. And then Lazard, for what you said about his limitations, it's someone that Rogers is comfortable with. Uh, I think Sammy Watkins starts opposite of him with Christian Watson probably behind him on the depth chart to start the year. And then they have Amari Rogers, the third rounder from Clemson last year, who I think is going to start the slot. And hopefully Aaron realizes that Randall Cobb isn't giving him any additional surplus on the field. So they have enough talent to win games. Uh, force feeding the ball to Devontae Adams was not a viable strategy, especially when we get into January, uh, even in Green Bay. You know that the weather up there in Wisconsin is not exactly the best for throwing the ball that late. So I really like what they did. What was your counter? You said you were saving one last point. Um, What I was gonna say is when it, you brought up uh, football
1: in January, playoff football, you know, it's, it's a different level of physicality. And I think what it also comes down to is closer games, right? More intense games, more one possession games, more games where you need your quarterback to go win the two minute drill to go quickly down the field and get into the end zone or, or get your kicker into field goal range and at the end of the day in all those scenarios teams aren't running the ball teams are not running the ball they don't have the time for it right so they need to pass the ball and when it comes down to it you could count on aaron Rodgers finding davante adams he would always do it every single year crazy crazy roll out the pocket throw across his body Toe drag swag onto the sideline. Cowboys fans know it. Um, that was their bread and butter. And I don't think that they are going to be significantly a better team because of their defense, because of their run game, like you said, to the point where they're not in those close games, to the point where the, they're not in those two-minute drills that they need Aaron Rodgers to clutch something out. I think those still, they still will be. And at the end of the day, are you gonna trust Sammy Watkins, a rookie, or Alan Lazard to make those plays and separate for Aaron Rodgers? I just don't, I just don't believe it. And I think you're right. They have improved the team around him apart from the passing offense, but they're still putting too much pressure on the 38 year old shoulders to kind of carry that passing offense. You don't think he, the might
0: be the goat. he should be fine.
1: I, I don't, I don't think he should be the goat. I don't think he should be the goat. But I don't he think he's one of those be... people. Yeah, no, but he is one of the people that some people
0: will put in that conversation um but he's not the guy well he's one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time certainly and i guess if green bay if he is who you think he is i think you should be fine without a top five wide receiver
1: yeah i guess what i it really comes down to for me and and maybe this will be me taking some of a of the front office viewpoint from you is it's kind of just the asset management you know with those two first round picks going into the draft everyone had them penciled in at least taking one wide receiver some people thought they're going to trade both those picks up to move up and, and get more of a premium one right and what did they do they added a linebacker and a defensive tackle to the positions that are the least have, hold the least positional value when it comes to investing in, in these premium assets in the first round so i just thought you want to run stuffing linebacker you want to run stuffing defensive tackle take him in the second round third round fourth round whatever but you can only really get these premium wide receivers in the first round. And I thought that they messed up in not giving that to Aaron Rodgers.
0: So does it make a difference to you that after Jahan Dotson at 16, Christian Watson was the next receiver selected? I
1: thought they should have been more aggressive. I thought they should have made the move for AJ Brown. Give up their two first rounds or, or a first rounder mm-hmm. and something else for AJ Brown. Do the deal that the Eagles did.
0: But they they just traded Devontae Adams because they couldn't pay that contract.
1: I think AJ Brown got paid a lot less than um uh, he came out
0: Adams. he came out to 25 mm-hmm. million APY. How much did Devonta get? I'm pretty sure like 27 25 range Five sure.
1: year 140 and then- I mean
0: the matter of fact is as soon as they paid Aaron, you take the the mega receiver contract. Off the board. Off the table. Aaron did it to himself too. He signed a four-year, two hundred million dollar deal.
1: He gotta get paid. He, he gotta look out for his family. I ain't gonna tell he's him gonna not to get paid. He's
0: gonna get paid, paid. <laughs> gonna pay by State Farm for like <laughs> for you. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not about winning, and the Packers recognize that. Aaron Rodgers is about Oof. himself. I mean, come on, he he's spread Jeez. his retirement the last three yeah. off seasons. He likes kind of being his own person, being the center of attention. He knows he's extremely talented. Like I said, I think he really cares about these records. And they made a decision that if we cannot trust you to be all in about winning, we're going to make sure that we can win. Not in spite of you. It's a great system to win with him, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to be the engine with what they're building. They want to be able to win those really aggressive physical games.
1: Yeah, I agree with you in the sense that they are kind of trying to transform their team to winning in a different way i guess where i will kind of end my stance is that i just don't think they're gonna be able to get it done is essentially what i'm trying to say here is that okay. I, to- I totally hear you where you're coming from in, in terms of the idea of building the team but i think they lack that star or at least not even a star but just someone better than sammy watkins alan lazard and, and christian watts as a rookie christian Watson. So that's kinda of where it comes to like. would, would, would you
0: have Green Bay higher in the NFC if they still had Devontae Adams? And did not make get any of the assets they got back from that trade.
1: So then they still would have had a first rounder, right? Yes. Or did they get yeah.
0: Okay. So they still then, would have they still would have had twenty eight, which was um That was Wyatt, I think. That, I was, a Jordan, that was a George President tackle. That was Wyatt, okay.
1: Yeah, of course I would still have them higher. I think Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the game and an asset that is extremely extremely hard to replace and they're gonna feel a pain a bit this year who
0: who is better than them now that they weren't better than before
1: who's better than,
0: than so i so for for example I have that the rams mm-hmm. and the bucks are better than the packers regardless of it, either of those situations i would have said both of those teams were better than the Packers. um
1: okay i, the I would
0: packers are better than the niners and I probably still feel that way because of the Niners quarterback situation. But for me, it doesn't make a difference in like their Super Bowl mm. odds in, to to me. It's just, they want to win a different way.
1: Yeah, I think for me, not much has changed for the Bucks. I feel like. But for the Rams, I feel like they definitely were. Honestly, I think they were better than both teams with Devontae Adams. I think they could do it. I think they're definitely better than the Rams. I think the Rams are going to take a bit of a step back this year. Um, I don't see Cooper Cup having the same type of season he had last year, especially without Robert Woods fully on that team. And they have to figure out the whole Allen Robinson thing. So I I expect them to start a bit slower Um, and I, and I would see the Packers as better than that. Those
0: Rams. If they had. I, I couldn't do that. I will agree (laughs) to disagree. That's the fun of this podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. Our next topic. Um, we we said we wanted to talk fantasy football, and we're going to cheat a little bit and go back to a comfort zone. The Houston Texans selected Damian Pierce 107th overall, so the top of the fourth round on the Saturday of the draft. And a lot of fantasy analysts are saying he could be a sneaky running back to play. So on this on this podcast, I think the rules. Let's go ahead and set them out. When we talk fantasy football, we're talking 12 team leagues because that's what most mm-hmm. of our centers are going to be in, and most people play PPR. We're talking full point per reception. Is that fair? Yes, sir. Okay, good, because I'm not joining any leagues. So. <laughs> so, Jordan, yep. Damien Pierce could be a top 24 running back next season.
1: Yeah, I'm going to press on that one for sure. I think there's so much opportunity in the Houston backfield to be had, right? You've got Rex Burkhead. We've seen what he is. Everyone knows who he is at this point. That shouldn't be threatening for, you know, the lead and carries in that backfield. Marlon Mack is a complete wild card. I love the player. love watching him on film, but with the torn Achilles, he's still recovering from that. Who knows how he'll look? He'll also be running behind a, a far superior, far inferior line than he was with the Colts, which really was a big engine of his success. So I'm not too confident in saying he's just going to run away with the RB1 job in Houston. And Damian Pierce, I mean, you're not going to find many people who are higher on Pierce than myself. Absolutely loved him in Florida. He was vastly and criminally underused in Florida and is a super, super talented back to kind of compare to little Javante Williams, little Carlos Hyde in him. Like he's exactly what Houston needs to fit the identity that they want, the ground and pound um, identity that they want to run their team with. And I think maybe he doesn't start week one, but by week four, five, he'll start getting sprinkled in there. And he's gonna have some multi touchdown games and some big games where you play him at the right time against the right matchup. He is gonna perform for you as a, maybe it's a lower end RB two, But I think you'll still be in that RB2 conversation because of the opportunities available to him, his well-rounded game, and how he
0: fits perfectly with the Texans identity. Okay, so I'm going to backpedal on this again. I am going to be the pessimist. So just for our listeners to give you an idea, uh, running backs 20 through 31 last year in full point PPR. Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, Derrick Henry, that's kind of funny, Tony Pollard, AJ Dillon, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, Daryl Henderson, Michael Carter, Sony Michelle, Saquon Barkley. When I say it out loud, it's a group that I probably think he could get into. Yeah, come on. Johnny. The thing come is, on. it's not about Damian Pierce, the player. For me, it's about the situation, and it's okay. twofold. One, he has to secure a lead back role you probably need over 65% of the snaps at the running back position for Houston. Is that possible? Yes. But is Houston historically good at giving the right amount of opportunities to their young players? No, in my opinion. Uh, Rex Burkhead is a savvy veteran who showed last year he's got a surprising amount of burst to run in this scheme or in that scheme where he was supposed to go they to the point where they built an entire offense around him it was kind of ridiculous um he's not I mean he is a a bum by the idea of wanting an elite NFL running back but for whatever reason he looked perfectly serviceable in Houston that I don't you want to, you want to jump in here?
1: <laughs> I just, I just can't, I can't believe John. I can't believe praising Rex Burkhead is going to be one of your main points here. No, Rex I'm, not, I'm
0: not, it's not the idea of praising <laughs> Rex Burkhead. It's just that, do I trust the coaching staff to pull okay. him okay. out of the game plan entirely? And that's kind of what you need because I'm higher on Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. I think Marlon Mack is going to be a very effective first and second down runner for the tackles. And then he's going to carve out a nice snap share, like probably get at least 10, 12 carries a game with how much they want to run the ball. And my final point on Houston is their schedule is horrific. They play some really good teams. And more than that, they play some teams who are going to blow them out. Are you going to keep running Damian Pierce if you were down two or three touchdowns? And is Damian Pierce a role that we, we didn't see at Florida was him passing, like him catching the ball. Yep. And we're really projecting that he can do it based on the senior bowl, based on the combine, the skill set that he flashed. But in terms of in actual football games, we've never seen it. Everything about Pierce is a projection. So for me, looking around the league, some of the other running back additions that have been made and how the backfields look, I would probably put him more likely in my 24 to 36 category than my 24 to 12. Just because it is a weird situation in terms of I can't trust how the backfield's gonna be split up and what kind of situations Daniel Pierce is gonna be put in.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Honestly, it comes down to, do you trust Pep Hamilton? Because this is not the Bill O'Brien Texans anymore. It's not the David Cully Texans anymore. It's the Lovey Smith and it's the Pep Hamilton Texans. And I'm a big believer in Pep. I think he's a great quarterback guru. I think he's had some good years as an OC. And I think he, I hope, he will not be as hard-headed um, as the previous coaches have been. I feel like we can't, it's, it, it would be wrong to hold this team's history, as, as bad as it is, as right as you are with this team's history, I think it would be wrong to hold it against Pep Hamilton uh, going forward. He will not be tied to Tim Kelly anymore. And so I think you will hopefully make some better decisions there. And I also think you're pretty much just one injury away in terms of marlon mack or rex burkhead and both of those are, are on the older side of things in terms of running back age so there's not really anyone else after those three guys that are really like okay yeah this guy this guy could take the role right so for me there's that um what else was i gonna say and then there's also the fact that this year is just kind of a weird year in terms of the running backs in fantasy like i feel like your typical rb1s this year are a lot riskier than usual like if i have a top five pick i i'm still hesitant on derrick henry on christian mccaffrey on dalvin cook these guys can't stay healthy man and it's only going to get worse from here even nick chubb is getting up there too now and so i don't know man i think that will all those running backs if they do sustain those major injuries then it's only going to push up all these other um, running backs who are a bit ranked lower yeah. than them and, and just kind of by design making them RB2s. Are you um, predicting
0: one of those guys to fall out of the top 24? Interesting.
1: You're terms, saying not, you're going to
0: get hurt, but yeah. like yes. I said, Derrick Henry finished RB22 and he played in like five or six games. It's it's a terrible position mm-hmm. in fantasy right now.
1: Um, I am kind of predicting that, though. I am. Yeah, I think it's just the continued wear and tear. Another year
0: on all these guys' bodies, I think it'll happen for sure. Okay. And our final topic, uh, Jordan, I know you're not as familiar with this, but this is something mm-hmm. we're going to dive into together. We want to talk about gambling. We know a lot of you guys, uh, gambling is becoming legal across the states. Is it legal in Canada? Can you bet on the NFL?
1: I don't think you can, but I'm not 100% sure on it. Like you said, John, I'm. I, this is my. this is not my neck of the woods. This is not my expertise whatsoever, so I'm going to need you to carry me a little bit here.
0: So the Dallas Cowboys right now are favorites to win the NFC East. I believe they won the division this past year, and did they win it the year before? I know no one ever repeats that division. I'm thinking out. Oh, no, Dak is hurt, right? right? Or,
1: yeah, there's no way they won that. I think it was the Eagles.
0: Wait, no. No, that was the Carson. No, the, was it? No, that because the Commanders were the wild card team. I think they. I think they have won it two years in a row, maybe. No, um, no, no. The Commanders won the division because they hosted Tampa Bay.
1: So in 2021, it was Dallas Cowboys. In 2020, it was Washington football team. Okay. 2019, the Eagles. Yep.
0: Okay. So one, no one repeats in this division. I'm going to backpedal off this. Uh, I think the Cowboys have taken some significant hits. They're betting a lot on Michael Gallup taking a step forward. Is that wide receiver too? They're really betting on sustained production from Zeke or that Tony Pollard will be that good in an extended role. Uh, they've lost some impactful players on defense. Randy Gregory's gone. And more importantly, the Philadelphia Eagles have just rocked the offseason. They added Jordan Davis, one of my favorite players in the draft, is going to get to play next to Fletcher Cox, a defensive tackle. They went and traded for A.J. Brown to get a receiver to take some attention off of Devontae Smith and I mean they're terrible at drafting receivers and finally um their quarterback jalen hurts is gonna have two guys he can throw to i like dallas goddard they have a identity they love to run the ball and they play a hard defense and stopping other teams from running it i think the philadelphia eagles should be the favorite to win the division this year
1: yeah, this will be the one take we, we both backpedal and both agree on, John, because I'm, I'm getting out of there, man. I'm, I'm running. I'm, I'm, no, I don't want no part of this. I'm hauling my ass out of there. There's no way, man. I just don't see it. I'm not a big believer in how the Cowboys are kind of building their team. I don't know. I agree with you. I think they took some, some bad losses this year. I think they'll feel the pain of losing Amari Cooper. Um, who knows if Michael Gallup can stay healthy they're relying a lot, a lot on other, less proven wide receivers: James Washington, rookie Jalen Tolbert, Noah Brown, guys like that. Um, so I don't know. We've seen Dak can be can light the league on fire when he has these three weapons, has a great o line, has um, the running back help. But now he's not getting that, and so now he needs yeah. to take that step. And I don't know if he's gonna take that step into MVP caliber type of quarterback. I, I don't know about that. Do you think odds on that
0: are, are pretty high or not? I would say they're extreme. I think uh, Dak Prescott's a lot closer to Kirk Cousins than he is to even a guy Ooh. like Kyler Murray. I would okay, say cool. Kyler. But I mean, you talked about Amari Cooper being gone. I used to write mm-hmm. the Cowboys wire. I wrote there for the 2018 season, his splits with and without Amari. Yeah. Like, that's been his guy. Like yep. Amari really signaled Dak's transition from good starting quarterback to perceived great starting quarterback uh amari helped dak get paid and dak doesn't look the same without amari i, I mean cd lamb is great i yeah. love his talent i want to yep. see what he does but that's not the same guy so i want to see what their chemistry on the field is going to look like today
1: yeah so no, definitely. i, I don't
0: think Dak is stepping into a top five quarterback role yeah
1: i don't think so either and i think that's what would need to happen for the cowboys to win the division because like you, I do believe highly in the Eagles this year. Um, I think having second year with Devontae Smith um, and another year of building with him with Jalen Hurts. Now, you, like you said, you'll have more uh, defensive attention going towards AJ Brown. They're building a more well-rounded team. We already mm-hmm. saw last year that they could run the hell out of the ball. In the second half of the season, they were the best running offense in the league. They bullied you in the trenches. They've only gotten better there. Um, Jordan Milata is amazing, Landon Dickerson is only getting better, he's super young, Jason Kelsey never ages, but even if he does, they've drafted his backup, finally, Cam Juergens, Mm -hmm. Lane Johnson will be back healthy, like, this team doesn't really have a hole on offense, and unless Jalen Hurts completely shits the bed and regresses, like, I, I don't see how they can't win this division. The defense is building back to who they were in their Super Bowl days. You know, having another season of Darius Slay back there in the secondary will be nice. Adding Hassan Reddick off the edge, James yeah.
0: Bradberry. See, uh, James Bradbury signed today. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: they are adding these pieces one by one and putting together a really good roster. And I think with the results that we saw last year with their rookie head coach, who whose name is completely I'm blanking on right now, but he came from the Colts. Do you remember his name, John? Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. There you go. Everyone, he was a laughing stock. That hire was an absolute laughing stock
0: <laughs> because he bombed the press
1: conference. <laughs> I did.
0: The (laughs) the the media is also just horrible. If I was a professional athlete or a head coach, I would need to be paid a surplus to come to Philadelphia. They're they're terrible. They are
1: rough. They are passionate and ruthless people. The fans and the media, 100%. But... Yeah, with all the, the additions that the Eagles have made and then also adding that to the continuity of now going into the second year with Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon, who are both pretty well-renowned coaches. They're very mm-hmm. highly spoken of. I think this team is is a sneaky, um, you know, I wouldn't say they're a sneaky contender, but I, don't, I think they're that team in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs a team that no one wants to play. I mean, yes. I not even talk about adding Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean is their wild card. If that guy returns the type of value that everyone thought he would, like top 10 type of player, oh my goodness. The defense could be
0: stupid. could be stupid. And could like you said, it's, it's, it's just about, can Jalen Hurts do it? Cause if yep. for, as an exercise, who has the better GM? I think I'm taking Howie Roseman after watching how he navigated Carson Wentz, yep. getting AJ Brown. He keeps finding that trade with the Saints to push one of their first back a year to a more valuable draft. I think Jordan and I would both say. Yep. And then after that, who's the better head coach? I I would take Sirianni over uh, oh. Green Bay Packers. retreat. How am I blanking on his name? Mike Where's
1: McCarthy. Name? Mike McCarthy.
0: Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I would take Sirianni because he has an identity and he brings a clear value and strength to that team. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of the quarterback. I know that Dak Prescott is probably the 11th or 12th best quarterback in the league. Yep. If Jalen Hurts can be the 16th best, I think they're going to be better than the Cowboys. If Jalen Hurts is closer to the 22nd or 23rd best, that's when it's going to get interesting because you do have to be able to pass this ball, pass the ball to win in this league.
1: Definitely, definitely. That's what it'll come down to in the end. But I guess I'm pretty much, I'm more confident in Hertz taking that step because of where he's at in terms of his development. Dak Mm -hmm. has been in the league for at least five years, I would say, five or six even now. And so how much better is he going to get now? Especially losing his wide receiver one. Whereas Hertz, I mean, he's in the, the peak of his progression right now. He's gaining more weapons, whereas Dak is losing more weapons. So I just think
0: that's where I would put my money on. I would agree that Prescott's a known commodity. But he's a really good commodity.
1: Yeah, yeah. If yeah.
0: I had to have Dak Prescott as my starting quarterback. Super. If I was the Texans this year, we'd win more games with Dak Prescott, most likely, than we're oh, gonna sorry. win with Davis Mills. But he's not he's not a supernova. Cowherd always uses this term. Are you a tractor? Are you a trailer? And I think he's probably a little closer to a trailer where he can take a really good walk. You can win a Super Bowl with him, but you need a great roster more so than he's going to drag a a middle of the pack roster to win a Super Bowl. Jordan, we've got some really excited things going on on the production side and with our partners. As we wrap this up, would you want to talk more about uh, where the backpedal is going from here?
1: Yeah, so the backpedal will be airing on the Believe Podcast Network. We're super happy to be able to work with them um, and you know, just bring you guys the best quality contents that we can potentially bring. Um, and so that is something to look out for, forward to. You can find us on the uh, Believe websites and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It'll be under the Backpedal Podcast um, there. And then, you know, we are also very busy people we also have a lot going on in in our lives and so we know we can't do this alone we know that we need a team to support us even further from belief and so graciously we've found a lot of help just from twitter honestly and so we are super super thankful that of you guys literally just people who have followed us have listened to other con our content read our other content they have been super super um what's the word man i don't know what the word what? Is. but they've been super super kind in offering their services to help us and so i just want to kind of shout out some people really quickly who are on our team and helping us you know create content um helping us promote stuff and, and just make sure that the backpedal podcast is the best podcast that we can put out so in terms of people who are helping us with graphic design shout out to connor shout out to uh pierce for six um shout out to paul hamlin helping us run all the socials. Shout out to uh, Dre for kind of being our advisor, Dre tweets. Um, And then in terms of the production side of things, I wanna give a big thank you to Chris Mallory, our audio editor, and Noah Outlaw and Liam, our video editors. So we know how much time this can take to create a great product. And we are just really, really thankful that you guys are wanting to join us in creating this great product for you listeners and we want to thank y'all for you all support
0: yeah jordan and i could not possibly uh, get this on multiple platforms and and really reach people the way we want to create the product we want without help and we're so gracious to you guys so we're excited to get this started we've got the team Uh, we've got some people backing us jordan you want to give a teaser for what's next or do we just save it um
1: hmm it's exciting that's what i'll say you will see a a lot of familiar faces a lot of fan favorites on our next episode Mm -hmm. um but really we'll keep it a little bit under the wraps i I think that's the best way to do this um but look out for the next episodes we'll be starting up soon we're going to bring you guys weekly content um expect great guests expect just more fun um topics like we showed today and i hope you guys really enjoy this backpedal or press um concept
0: yeah and it'll get better as we go so Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see it if you're a houston fan you will not want to miss the next episode Mm -hmm. uh once again my name is john crumpler give me a follow at john h crumpler
1: i'm jordan pun you can follow me on twitter at texans underscore thoughts you find all my stuff there but yeah that'll do it for the first episode of the Backpedal Podcast, John. Man, that was a great one. Right. Um, but yeah, you guys can find us on, on all those social medias. We'll get those up and running at the Backpedal. Maybe it'll be the Backpedal NFL or something. We'll put it in the description. Yeah. You guys can find that here. But thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Take care and come back for the next one. Yeah, we'll see you soon.